then somebody will say. <laughs> Hello, friends and lovers. Welcome to another episode of Africa in America. Friends, fans, and followers. Friends, fans, and followers. <laughs> yeah, this is a very client, but a very from Las Vegas. Hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eric. Yes. Shout so, out. Remember shout when out. that was a thing on Snapchat? Snapchat only, like in real life. Like shout out oh, to yeah, back in yeah, the radio days. Back, back in the radio days. Like, like shout out to who? I'm gonna give a shout out to my uh, friend. Yeah. But yeah, welcome to another episode of African America. Today yeah. we are gonna have so. What? I mean, we have Ron Ron, of course, and then we have Carlton BW. <laughs> the messy, messy, messy daddy party. <laughs> First of all, that part. What? How does it feel? I'm having more sex. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes. so all right. All I decided right. to, you know, lose my celibacy somewhere. So mm. now it's, you left it in the twenties. Oh my god, I'm so insatiable. The thing Ooh, to the world. Ooh. Well, P.S. P.S. What's your Instagram so people can know where uh, to no, find you? You can't find me on Instagram or in the social media. <laughs> like let's talk who was sending us messages. Oh yes. yes, we had a weird stalker who was texting us ball. Yeah, like, like from. That picture, <laughs> oh God, yes. I mean, it was an amazing picture. We look fabulous. Amazing, like, like yes. we are African. We are yes, Uganda. Yes. Yeah, we eat a lot of matoke. Like, no mothers did juice. us good. Juice. They passed down all the juice yeah. and the sauce, sauce. and everything. The sauce, baby. <laughs> all right. So this episode, this episode is what everyone has been waiting for. Just so you know, highly anticipated. And if you haven't listened to the part one, you need to start from up above, like literally intro. Yes. Do yourself a favor. This, so this is like Game of Thrones. Exactly. Like you can't start in the middle. Go all the way back. Yeah. yeah. And listen in. Listen mm-hmm. to all our previous episodes, mm-hmm. and then listen to part one of this. So a lot of people have been texting us, calling us. Asking us where is part two? We need to know what happened. Like we are dying to find out what happened, and so we had to like call up Roy and Drake and be like, "Boys, we gotta do this." Because they haven't been listening to our past episodes. Yeah, like, we can't listen to anything else until that comes through. You are the reason for the revolution right now. <laughs> so, Roy and Drake, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hey, hi everyone. Reintroduce yourself or whatever. Oh, this is Drake. My name is Drake. Ow. Hi, Roy. <laughs> How are you guys on this lovely day? Yeah. We're doing beautiful. It was a beautiful day today. Oh, lucky for you. It's been <laughs> rainy all day. It has here. been rainy all day. It has been rainy for days. But it's so, I'm so happy to listen to your voices. It's yes. been a while. I <laughs> know. Oh, no. We missed you guys so much. Oh. My goodness, we are coming to Texas to have the full-on Texas tour. Yes, right. no. it's a little too hot right now, so you definitely want to come. Well, maybe hot. a That's couple more. Or you know, no. if you want it to be hot, come on down. Yeah, right. We are. Hot. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah. It will be hotter when we get there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should just make it happen. Just like 
Come right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, no, Drake, I do not have a sponsor yet. But when I get a sponsor, to just, you know, like right now, eh? let's go to Paris before we go to Texas. You know, they go to Paris, because, you know. We could have a little Paris in, you know, Texas, you know. We can um, make it happen. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I always say that uh, my time in, in Austin was... I, I I'm so glad I had it. This yeah, year. it was one of the most memorable experiences. Yes, like oh. I wish the whole of America is like Austin. Yeah. Not just oh you guys, but like I like it's a very charming it, city. It's, it's a very charming city. The people are so nice. There. Yeah, but by the time we were there, the weather. Was <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it was was it February or March? March, March into April. Yeah, it was March. Yeah. No, over April in I mean, it was February. March. It was February, March. Yes, because we were trying yeah. to target Mar- Mardi Gras. We were trying to target Mardi Gras. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah but no one was up for that. <laughs> but let's go down memory lane. Yes. Okay, back to the facts. Okay, so before we even dive in, I want to check in. How have you guys been? Everything good? Life good? Enjoying the summer? Oh yeah, everything's been good. Hot. It's been like ninety every day. So you know we're barely wearing any clothes, which is pretty cool. Which is what people in Austin do Mm -hmm. this time of year. So everyone's like looking nice and beautiful, and you know just fun to like watch people. I've been trying to run more. Yeah. Yes, I I can see from the social media. I'm like, yeah, you're all putting in the work. (laughs) That's. Well, well, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> ready to dive in? Let's dive in already. Okay. We have already given them five minutes of intro, intro, yeah. and now everyone is like, you know, get ready for tea. Let's okay. get in. <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. make your cup of coffee, cup of tea, yeah. and come join us. No, there's no commercial break, but we're diving in. No, but <laughs> by the time the tea is ready, we'll be getting into the gist yeah. of it. Yeah. All right. So, uh-huh. Roy and Drake. Yes. When we last talked, you, we were right at the point when your parents were arriving in two days. Drake's parents were traveling and arriving in a few days. Uh-huh. Let's start from the point when you first met them, Roy. Ooh, when I first met them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So we were planning on meeting them at a family friend of theirs george's mm-hmm. um and they, they were actually late so we showed up to an empty house and then like stood outside and waited for them okay. um uh some of you might have saw i don't know if you follow me on instagram i did like a short video of asking drake like how he was feeling he was like very nervous it was super interesting to watch him like he was surely excited but also like kind of like nervous to see them um and they pulled up and everyone came out and there were some tears shed oh <laughs> i don't remember this part with the tears there were tears i was a little bit at least no. just a few maybe from your mom <laughs> drake how long had it been since you had last seen your parents um i hadn't seen them in uh, over six years okay over six years so that's, that's mm-hmm. a long Yes, so you had a lot of tears to cry. <laughs> you know, I thought I was going to cry, but, you know, that entire, like, 30 minutes of us waiting for them outside in the cold, like, you know, I feel like I was so anxious that I forgot I had to cry. It wasn't cold. It was, like, 60 degrees. It was so windy. <laughs> it was not Texas weather. Yeah. 
Uh, so when they came to say hi to me, they did this thing which Drake didn't prepare me for at all. It's like an easy thing he could have told me, but it's like when they greet you, it's like they move their head to each side. Oh, when you're hugging. Yes. Oh, but I, know I thought I, at first I thought they were like trying to kiss me, like you know, like they do in like Europe or something, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um. So I was kind of that's, freaked out, but that's not what they were trying to do. I was just like really thrown off. Oh, so. So, uh, Drake, how did you introduce Roy? Good question. Um, I actually, honestly, didn't. I mean, like, we, we were there waiting. Kind <laughs> of. We were there waiting. And, you know, my father came out of the car and hugged me. Yeah. And then went to hug Roy. And then the same happened to my sister, hugged me, and then went to hug Roy. And then my brother hugged me, and then to hug Roy. So by the time everyone was done hugging me, they were done hugging Roy. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll just... the intro- you know it just kind of happened that way where, yeah. I think I remember I was holding the phone because I was trying to record. Yeah. And your dad didn't really notice. And he just like came in for a hug anyway. So I had to stop the recording. That's very um, nice that they, you know, they were, they came and hugged you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then we went inside and I basically maybe must have said, oh, this is Roy. And, and that was it. Mm. And then, you know, we hang out and had dinner. He had also um, ordered shoes to be delivered to George's house um, mm-hmm. just for them to wear when they got there. Like, it was like, I don't know, like running shoes or like exercise shoes or something. And it was funny because his mom had like said how he, or was it your sister, Winnie, mm-hmm. who said that he, Drake had them delivered that day, especially so he could give them to them. So it didn't seem like George was giving it to them, which right. was funny. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, with all the things kind of like what happening, we forgot what, you know. Yeah, it was like overwhelming, which I think wasn't just true for that day, but every day. So it was like there wasn't a lot of time to process because there was just so many things happening, like a gift exchange and then like immediately food. And there's just like so much to catch up on. Like, what do you talk about first? You know, right. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting concept. And this was in Minnesota. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how many days, uh, like, how many days did you, like, hang out with the family? What did you guys do? Did you, like, just go do touristy stuff? Did you hang out and talk and chat? What are some of the things you talked about? Did anything come up about? Okay, I'm asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't, I'm trying to remember what the... F- couple of the first conversations were... I mean so basically what ended up happening is that I started visiting with them and trying to figure out what's going on you know now how the trip was like coming and they had been there a couple of days before mm-hmm. us showing up and it was basically me asking them of like what have you been doing what's been going on what have you seen what have you you know been excited about and they were like sharing all these places they had gone to and like a lot of outlet malls yeah a lot of outlet malls <laughs> and it's like because the guy who you know george was basically like dropping them off at the mall because he had to yeah. go to work yeah um and then boy and i had to leave that day to go visit with our friends and then we had to pick them up the next day at like what 9 a.m in the morning yeah to bring them for my brother's graduation um so you know the next day when we showed up, it was more of like getting the car. We need to drive. And mm. then we had to drive an hour and a half um, 
with everyone in the car and uh you know Roy was driving us and it was more of like just us you know trying to explain to them all the things you know the road signs and why there's like a the little gravel on the side of the road what is that the rumble strips yeah (laughs) they thought that was really really funny and very exciting and very genius of the people who constructed the roads and um just like little stuff like that yeah and then we stopped at like minnesota's largest candy store (laughs) because it's on the way it's like one of those tourist trap (laughs) sort of deals um god they were taking like so many pictures of everything which was awesome because they were just so excited yeah to see things and it was like mesmerizing to watch someone like experience all of those things all right well that's so cool now Go no, <laughs> I was going. Uh, you know, it's a remark I realized uh, that Drake looks like the mother. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That is like the first thing I noticed. It was so weird. They look not not weird. Just like I see him instantly when I look at her. Yeah, I, I cried a little when I when I saw the whole hands yeah, of the airport. Uh, yeah. You guys, six years is a long time. Yeah. You are your mother's son. You are your sure. mother's son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your mother's you, baby. It's like copy and paste. Copy you and literally paste. have her face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why I'm kind of cute sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was... <laughs> that's what I can use. Yeah. I was like, I don't look like my mother. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was so beautiful. But yeah, so... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, initially when we had talked to the podcast, it was me, you know, saying that I was going to finally come out to my parents as soon as I saw them. And that's something that I'd been struggling with, you know, prior to meeting them. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I still wasn't sure how everything was going to go down and how we're going to handle it. Like, you know, when we were on the plane, I'd even told Roy that, you know, he was not going to come with me the first day to meet my parents. It was, you know, it was me thinking, I'm going to go see them. And then Roy would come the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, I, I don't know what to think or what to expect, or what they're going to say. And I was freaking, freaking out yeah. a lot. Um, and then like the day when, you know, we went to meet them the first time I was like, you know what, we're doing it. We're going together. Let's go. And whatever happens, happens, yeah. you know, so, and really nothing happened just because I think, you know, they were overwhelmed and they were still processing and there was no questions asked. So you're burying the lead. They did not have the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So we didn't really talk about anything. It was more of like, this is Roy. Okay. What else do we need to do? You know? So you you didn't like have an official, hi, mom, I'm gay. No, um, that did not happen. But um, so I decided last minute that I would be comfortable them getting to know Roy. Right. than just getting for me to come out. So yes. basically, because Roy ended up, you know, hanging out with us for what, for three days. Yeah. So we spent the entire weekend. So my brother graduated from Mankato. Um, so when we were driving, we stayed at Nick a night. Uh, sorry. My brother graduated from where? A Mankato. Uh, Minnesota, State Minnesota State University. Minnesota State University. Mankato. Mankato. Yeah. You have to say the word. <laughs> okay. Well, basically, it's an hour and a half south of where they were staying in the city. Yeah. Um, so we ended up staying an extra night down in Mankato. Um, and it was just kind of me, you know, we were hanging out together the whole time. We, you know, we went to graduation. 
um, and then we had like a graduation um, lunch after that, and then we went out and got drinks um, uh, that night. But it was kind of just. We didn't actually get drinks. Well, we we were supposed to, and then the party never left the house. And then we got drunk <laughs> in my brother's apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, Roy was present for every part of it, and it's like you know, we were just doing everything together yeah. as a family, and you know, they got to watch him and see him, and you know, talk with him. Um, my mom, not as much because Roy talks really fast. You know, Americans talk really fast and they forget. They think Sorry. everyone speaks English just as good. <laughs> so he would like go on this rampage of just like talking and, you know, and there was a point where, well, yeah, she wouldn't respond. <laughs> and there was a point where we thought, you know, maybe she's not responding because she's mad at me or something. And I was like, no, she's not responding because she has absolutely no idea what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like just the whole idea of them having like a white person in their space must have also thrown them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because we were hanging out with him the entire time. And it's like he was the only white person yeah. always. Um, so there's, I don't know if they were processing that or trying to think of that or even it might matter to them or, you know, um, now how about with your siblings? How, how did they react to the whole situation? How did they take Roy? How did they interact with Roy and seeing you two together? And also, were you, did you have moments of intimacy? Did you have moments where you held hands or or even cuddled, or even kissed, or whatever. Did you have any of those moments in front of them? One question at a time, Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Ronnie, breathe. (laughs) Because it's about everything. Uh... (laughs) Okay, but yeah, you can can take one at a time. Mm -hmm. Drake, you take the first one. Um, Okay, so the first night we stayed in Mankato, um, we got a hotel. Um, so we got a, uh, my parents were in an Airbnb. And then Ro- Roy and I and my sister got a hotel and it was like rooms next to each other. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Roy and I stayed in that hotel and my sister was in the other room. And, you know, she just kept calling us was like, how are you guys doing? Are you guys watching TV? What are you watching? And like, where are you watching TV? <laughs> <laughs> You know, so she kind of was like checking in on us, like because the next morning she like came and knocked on our door, and she was like, "Oh, you all ready? Do you want to go get breakfast in the morning?" And you know, so there was that, and then like when we went out, so my brother, you know, knew that I was with Roy. I mean, they, they, they knew that we're together. Everyone knew we were together. Yeah. So my older brother really, it wasn't like a new thing to him, and like because we went out to my brother's graduation party, and. Got they got us drunk, really drunk, very <laughs> drunk, you know. Um, but uh, all that you could have been dangerous. Um, I just mean like between Drake and I, like you know, I get flirty when I get drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I feel like. When we were at the party, we could just, like, dance together and, like, talk very close because everyone at the party knew that we were together. Yeah. Because the only people who, like, didn't really, like, know were my parents, but everyone else knew. So, 
Well, my sister didn't know, but, you know, we lived at the hotel room. (laughs) So then my two brothers, you know, knew of Roy. So when we were at the party, because I remember there was a point where we were, like, all cuddling in my my brother's bed. We were just, like, sitting and talking, and we did not have to pretend or, like, yeah, like we were not like holding hands or kissing, but like we were very like intimate and close, and and that was you know it was just a normal regular day. Mm. Okay, okay, that's very cool. Um, um nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now uh, the other thing that I wanted to ask about was. All right, so three days that Roy was with you and the family, and then you spent a couple of days just by yourself with your family. Mm-hmm. Now, in the time that you were just you and your parents, did Roy come up in conversation? Did they ask about him? No, they did not. So when, you know, after Roy had left, because initially I was like, I'm going to do this, we're going to hang out with him, and then when he leaves, you know, we'll probably have a conversation. But the longer I spent time with them, the longer I tried to actually get to know them better and the conversations that we were having, yeah. it came to, like, you know, my understanding of um, they didn't really, like, expect something from me or care to, like, understand anything. Like, yeah. it was just, like, constantly us visiting of what were you, what are you doing? How's everything been going? What do you eat? Um we never like slowed down to absolutely like try to focus on like, who are you with? Why, you know, are you, are you seeing anyone? Are you dating anyone? Or, you know, who's right to you? Is he, we yeah. never like got that moment where we actually could talk about that because it was always us talking about something about them or like business yeah. oriented or like, what are you seeing? Where do you want to go? What kind of food do you want to have? Um, because uh, there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to bring them to dinner and sit them down and tell them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they always went to bed, like, at around 8. Everyone was always, like, tired by 8. Because yeah. we had spent, like, the entire day walking around, you know, from one place to the other. Um, yeah. So it, it made it hard for us to actually sit down and have a conversation. We always all hang out at the same time. You know, like, all five of us were always, you know... Um, Wait, all six of us were always constantly together in the same place at yeah. the same time. It's like, so there was never a moment where it's like, you were with this person and you were with the other person. Um, I got a chance to hang out with my sister one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but it was always more of like me wanting to know about like her kids and her life and, you know, her relationship. And she never like, turned that question around to me and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because she knew and she didn't want to talk about it or she just was answering whatever I was asking because you know um, if you notice if, like Ugandans don't usually ever ask questions about anything they wait for you to tell them um, <laughs> you haven't they, met my parents <laughs> not even like parents as to say it's like even like friendships like even your friends don't ever ask you what's wrong what's going on it's yes. always more of like, at least the friendships that I have, it's always more of like, it's a party, let's have a great time if we're hanging out. It's like, everything's good, everything's living life, and that's it. It's always happy, 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 happy. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I think I ask that question all the time. So many of my friends are like, you're not my mother. You really do not have to care that much. Right? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. 
but also i mean also like with my fr- with some of my friends like yeah. back in uganda mm. oh like that's like always question number two after mm. how are you yeah they're like so what's what you yeah what's going on in your love life exactly or, or or even with my parents what you gonna do when you go tweet you know like what <laughs> who are these people who are not trying to be in your business <laughs> Because we want to know, we want to go to people, we want to, for example, we want to, to, to feel like we're going to help when we're not. We just want to know. <laughs> you know? But that's so maybe this is just a family dynamic that Drake is yeah. unaware that other people right. don't share. I don't maybe know. Maybe it's just your family. I mean, we, I, I mean, it could have been that, or it could have been the fact that we, everyone was in a new place and had so many things yeah. to process and, uh, you know, it's the last thing on their mind. Mm. Or even a part of me was like comfortable because. There was a moment uh, when, um, so fast forward um, a little bit. Quick question, quick question. Was it, was it their first time in America? Yes, for- it was. Yes, oh. it was the first time for everyone to be here. Um, but fast forward a little bit when, mm-hmm. you know, so my brother and my mom ended up coming back to Texas with me and visited with me for a week. And I just remember, like, the first thing my brother was saying to me was, I appreciate how um, connected you and Roy are, because he was able to see, like, that, you know, connect, you know, I I don't know what he meant by that or what he had been seeing, but he was like, you two are very, like, very interconnected and, like, you know, he was able to, like, appreciate the relationship that we had. That is him giving you a blessing. Facts. Right. Um, I don't know. So there's that. So, there's, so you know, he, he mentioned that. Because there's a point where he was like, this is a little bit few days back when I was like, oh, you're welcome to America and whatever. And then he was like, yeah, when I was coming to America. Oh, okay. So I remember how this went up then. I, so we, we, we also went to Chicago for a couple of days. And then when we were in Chicago. Waiting for that part. But go on. <laughs> So, uh, you know, my parents and my siblings, you know, and I went to Chicago. Um, we were staying in this uh, place right next to the Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field. I wasn't in Chicago, by the way. That yeah. So, if any, you know, if you know Chicago, it's like really next to Boys Town. So, we're hanging out and it's a Tuesday night. Everyone's had dinner. My parents have gone to bed. A Tuesday night. Um and then, you know, my brother is like, let's go have, you know, do something fun. So we yeah. went to this bar and he just literally had one drink and it was dead. I think they closed like at around 10. Or maybe they closed at 11 and everyone left by 10. I mean, so, it's a Tuesday. I'm yeah. like, let's, let's take it to the boys down. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not tired. I still want to go out. I still want to yeah. keep going. And they're like, well, where are you going? And I was like, well, I'm going to, it's like, I'm going to a gay bar. And my you older brother, yeah, no, you didn't. I, I did. I, I, what first I was like, I'm going somewhere, and then everyone was like, Well, you got to tell us where you're going. So my young brother definitely knew. So he was like, Does Roy know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Well, yeah, I told him I'm gonna go there. So yeah. then, you know, my older brother was insistent of like, Where are you going? And I was like, Well, I'm going to a gay bar. Do you want to come? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, Well, either you come but i'm going so if you want to come you can come and then he was like okay so they came you know with me and of course mm-hmm. you know being a straight man from uganda he was like they better not hit on me and i was like boys child come the fuck down like no one's coming for you like settle down anyway um, 
Right, exactly. So and, and it was understand understandable. So you know, we went to the bar, and the, this is the funniest thing. So we walk in, and as <laughs> soon as we like, you know, got a drink and like found a little corner to stand in, and it was like popping and everyone's dancing. Like as soon as we sat down, like this guy comes and starts like trying to dance with my younger brother. And like <laughs> it was like, oh God, oh, I'm sorry. This is not how it is all the time. I mean, like in my head, I was thinking, okay, now he's gonna say he was right, and like I started like trying to find like a reason to be like, oh wait, it's not how it is usually. I didn't say that, but in my head, I was like, okay, he's gonna come at me with like, I told you so, and yeah. blah 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 blah. But anyway, and my he, young brother, you know, he's, he was cool. He was like, oh, sorry, I'm, I don't want to dance. And this guy was like, no, please come dance with me. He's like, no, I'm just trying to hang out with my, 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 my family. It's you, you do you. And he was very polite about it. And this guy, like, walked away. Um, and then, you know, we went from that bar and went to another bar, you know, and then another bar. And then, you know, they kind of, like, got tired of, because, you know, I, I, I think there was a, a time when my brother was like, so you stopped, you know, being with women completely. Are you sure? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, okay. You know, so he kind of had like that weird, we had like a weird. Which, who said that? Derek, my older brother was like, so you're not, you're not, you're completely, because after like going to those bars, like he was like, so you're completely not, you know, getting with women again. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I got it covered now. Um, anyway, so that was his also, like, other like that was a, a tiny little brief discussion about my sexuality of like him asking you know with women and me saying no I'm not and like we moved on. Um, yeah. But also, there was a point in the night where he was like, you know, before I came to America, like I had this a different perspective of like you know, gay people, and I have always been bitter, and I've always... Derek like, said that? Yeah, he was like, I was Why am I hearing this for the first time? Because I wanted to share it with the podcast. Oh, you're <laughs> saving the good stuff. God damn it. And he was like, I've always been bitter, and um, because it was something that I didn't understand, but, you know, everyone's just, you know, themselves, and, like, doing their own thing, and, like, I feel kind of, like, shitty for being the person who was like yeah if a gay person ever came to me i would like beat them up like he said that was his attitude what? before yeah. um, and he was just kind of like acknowledging that you know it's it is what it is and um, he's great yeah and you know and that was that night that we went to boys town because i feel like he was he got to be able to see all these people be themselves and like be comfortable and dance and like wear very tiny little shorts and i was like okay um but he got to be a part of that and he got to see that. And I feel like there was a way he's like, he was triggered to like appreciate that people can basically be themselves. And like, he had absolutely no, you know, um, he's, he's, he, it's not about him, basically. Yeah. I'm so happy that you got to have that moment with your brothers. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so the other thing that I wanted to ask you about mm -hmm. is how you wound up with your mom at a topless pool. Oh, Where yeah, I did tell you about that. Okay, so there is uh, Button Springs. Do you want to tell them about this, Roy? <laughs> um, so Texas? Yeah. here in Austin, there is a natural spring-fed pool called Barton Springs. How come I didn't go? You it guys didn't cold. get to come because it was too cold. 
but it is um the best thing about austin probably the top tourist attraction uh tourists and residents alike spend their summer days near this body of spring fred water because it's always exactly 70 degrees even if it's 100 out because it's coming from the ground up anyways um austin has a city ordinance which allows for like women to be topless in many areas and this is one of the areas where there is a lot of topless women um and as some people know austin's kind of a progressive city anyway so they don't care about this sort of thing um but yeah so we ended up bringing the family there just to hang out i mean it's not like an adults only thing like it's for family it's for anyone um and there's topless people walking around so um i don't know they didn't seem too bothered by it i think they were probably shocked and interested yeah. but they were like i guess this is america like this is this yeah. is you know this isn't weird this is just like their space this is how they do it yeah um i don't know i mean like i remember my mom was like drake how many times do you come here oh <laughs> I don't remember her saying that. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe she said it in Uganda. Yeah, I think so. Maybe she had gone to go swimming because why went swimming and we stayed. Yeah, none of them uh, would get in the water. Yeah, I mean, like all of them were like clothed uh, completely, and I was like, you know, people have to be free, you know, because yeah. well, first of... of all, just out of functionality, it's one hundred and five degrees. Like you can't just be wearing pants every day. <laughs> True. Uh, but it was like we we had been talking um, with my mom. That's kind of like one of the things that we're she wore about. pants for one of the days, and that was kind of yeah cool, yeah. It? We bought her some pants because she doesn't like wearing. She just pants. wears dresses. Um, <laughs> so we bought her some pants, and then she wore pants that day, and, uh, and 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 then she also like wore pants the day before. And this woman was like, "I love your pants," and like she got really excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, what we were working on mainly was more of like. You do your own thing and, like, you know, you shouldn't fear judgment. You shouldn't fear to be different for anyone else. And, like, as long as you're comfortable with something, you know, mm. you should be okay with that. And, like, the the mindset of me bringing her to that place and the reason I thought about it was, like, I wanted to show her that people don't really care about these things that are meant to be a big deal. Like, yeah. in Uganda, if you tell someone that I'm going to, like, a topless bar or, like, I'm going to take off my bra and, like, walk around with my boobs out, like... everyone would think you're like insane and crazy and like a nuisance in society and like a prostitute or whatever you know so i'm gonna pause you right here for a second because i have had a very interesting experience in uganda Mm -hmm. in in western uganda at some of the hot springs so this was a geography trip in high school Mm -hmm. and the hot springs and i guess it's something similar to like what you guys went to Mm -hmm. yeah in. and there were topless women people oh, were springs and they were like half naked and young yes and yeah, <laughs> doing all kinds of random things but the only thing that was 100% always covered was like their privates mm-hmm. but you know like the lower <laughs> the lower abdominal yes and- the vaginas you mean the, vag- you say <laughs> the vaginas and the penises but like tops, they were all topless. And I remember this was like one of the most bizarre things I'd ever seen in Uganda. And I'm like, wow, this is very cool. But it was just a hot spring experience. And mm-hmm. you really reminded me of that. Right. 
about that yeah. trip to those hot springs was the boiling of eggs. The boiling of eggs. Yeah, yeah. like I'm like people are in this question boiling water. Yeah, boiling eggs. But yeah. sitting in it. But I think that was more experimental because mm. it's like the easiest thing you can think you, about to do. Yeah, to do with extremely hot water. Hot water. water, you like fake boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. Even get to me for me, I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> really?" There were so many bobs. I remember in my on my trip when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, I was probably younger, younger, you know, elementary school or something. But yeah. So the next question I have for you: So, mom is in Austin with you guys. You obviously having her in your house. Well, what's your sister? When, when... Oh, uh, so by the time, because my sister and my dad stayed for two weeks or two and a half weeks, and okay. then my mom stayed for a month. So that entire week, um, so my mom and my brother stayed for a month. So I, by the time they came over, my sister was about to leave. So my sister didn't come to Austin with us. Okay. So what was like the home leaving situation? You know, like you and Roy. Yeah, so that's one thing we talked about for a really, really long time. Because there was a time when I was telling Roy, like, I'm sleeping on the couch. Like, there's no way we're going to be staying in the Which same room. stupid. And, like, Roy was, like, constantly, like, saying, that's stupid. You can't do that. And I was like, I honestly have no idea how I'm going to be. Because it's, like, still, at this point, I'm still, like, not even sure if she's going to be comfortable. Okay, so, actually, a little... Going back a little bit, um, so when I was going to Minnesota, like I told you, I bought a one-way ticket because I wasn't sure how they were going to respond and how they were going to react to, you know, me being with Roy. And, you know, they obviously knew that I lived with him in Austin. um, And they obviously at this point knew that we were together, um, just that we hadn't talked about it. Um, So right before I bought their plane tickets to come with me, I was like, hey, we're going back to Austin. Are you guys coming? Because this is me not sure they want to come because I don't know what they're thinking or how they're feeling. And then mom was like, hell yeah, I'm coming. I'm like, I'm here. She was like, I'm here for everything. I'm doing it all. Like, I don't care, you know. So, like, she had this attitude of, like, whatever America has to offer, I'm grabbing it with both hands. So, she was like, I'm coming to Austin. And, you know, again, I started freaking out. I'm like, okay, she's coming. Is she coming because she's, it's expected of her? Does she know? You know, what is she going to find? How is she going to go? Anyway, so I'm freaking out. I buy their plane tickets. Um, and this whole time, you know, Roy's in Austin and I'm calling him and I'm like, hey, if they're coming, I'm sleeping on the couch and, you know, whatever. Um, but right before we got to Austin and before we got off the plane, I was like, why am I sleeping on the couch? Right. You know, like, it's what? A- I'm not a child. You yeah. know, it's it's I'm a grown up and. I'm going to go sleep in my own bed. And if they want to ask me questions, we'll talk about it. So obviously, you know, we came home, put our stuff away. I showed them to where they were going to be sleeping. And after dinner, um, I came to my room and I went to bed. And, you know, my mom was in her other room. And so I woke up the next morning, you know, thinking she's going to ask questions of, you know, where did you sleep? Or did you sleep in the same room with Roy or whatever? But nothing. No yeah. questions asked, and, you know, we woke up the next day, we made breakfast, you know, we cooked together, we made crepes that morning, she never made crepes before, so that was fun, and uh, Roy went to work. There must have been a good time, just, you know, making breakfast with mom. Yeah, yeah, it was honestly incredible. Um, 
And but this whole time, like we're making breakfast, and I'm like waiting for the shoe to drop and be like, "So, yeah. where did you sleep?" And like, you know, I'm still freaking out because she's gonna ask, and you know, hey. she didn't. And then Roy came back uh, from work, and then we went to um, um, Enchanted Rock. I also don't think we got to take you guys because it's like an hour away. It's this big rock. Um, do you know how big it is? I remember her shoes. Her shoes were amazing. Her running shoes. Yes. Um, so we go on the big rock and we start climbing up and we are like, oh, we're going to climb all the way to the top. And she's like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. And <laughs> we, were, we were like, you know, it's not as bad. And, you know, she was like, okay. You know, because her whole thing was, I'm doing everything you guys are offering me. I'm, I want it all. So we got up there. Um, but, you know, if you guys, do you remember something called Prayer Mountain? Did anyone of you ever go to Prayer Mountain? Yeah. No. Well, I did not go. But, okay, yeah. but you know of it. Yeah. Okay, so my mom starts saying, you know, it's like, because it's like, it's all the way up there. There's this beautiful sunset, but also like the wind's blowing and it feels great. And so, you know, we're walking and like everything just seems very like grand and big and like something like they've never seen before. And she was just amazed by how high up he was. And she just kept saying, you know, my brother, you should tell them what Derek was saying. We got to the top of the hill and he said, look at what God has done. This is all his. Uh-huh. Yeah. And But so, I'm not a religious person. So, so I was just like. They all start praying, you know, Derek starts oh, praying. God. I don't think they were praying. praying. Yes, they were. Oh. I mean, he was walking up the hill praying because it was like oh, really? this humongous, like not, not <clears throat> seen before thing. And my mom kept saying, you know, if there were, if this was in Uganda, like people would come here to like pray, to get closer to God or whatever. Um, or they and, would come down to, to, to make houses. Oh, 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 and she was like, basically, like, um, um, uh, uh, medicine doctors, <sighs> they would come and be like, Oh, I have powers because I live in this mountain. Oh, yeah, I anyway, mean, places of worship are always put on top of a hill, yeah, right, exactly. Mm. So she starts, like, you know, feeling great, and the wind's blowing, and then she was like, I am so glad I got to come up this hill, and she was like, this wind has been blowing me, and, like, I, it's taken off all the, the pain and all the anxiety that I've ever felt, oh and she was like, this wind has cleansed me of everything that was, like, all this baggage that I've been carrying around. And then in this moment, I'm thinking, oh, shit, she's talking about me right now. And then she was like, I love you so much. I am so glad you're able to bring me to this. I'm so glad you're able to show this to me. Like, I, um, you know, this is amazing. And she was using Luganda, so I'm trying to, like, translate yeah. <laughs> in my mind. But yeah. She was like, you know, so basically she was i think her interpretation was saying that i was she was disappointed for me being gay and like she did not know how to understand it but like being in this presence she's been able to just feel more relaxed and more calm and like she's happy and like She's grateful of everything. And I, I feel like that's our conversation that we had. 
So now that you, you had a conversation without having it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now that you say that, I think it's you made a very good decision to not have a very straight up confrontational conversation of hi, I'm gay. Right. But you showed her that yes, there is this beautiful person in my life called Roy. Yes. And this is our life together. Right. She got to see you in your space and she got to realize that you're happy. Right. You're a good life. You're taking right. care of each other and all is well. Mm-hmm. And it, and there's and you're not because you know people when people in our communities always find out that somebody is gay, they think about the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. You just showing her that hey, this is how I'm living my life and it's not any different from any hetero. You know, I think that's a very good thing that you did. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like at the end of the day, what I wanted to take away from this trip was them getting to know Roy, them getting to meet Roy and understand him without any, like, bias. Yeah. And, you know... Does any part of you regret... I mean, I don't, I, I don't really regret not really coming out to them because I feel like if I had, I can't imagine how it would have transpired. So I think about, I thought about it, but it's like I don't have the answer to it, so I'm not gonna let it bother me. Mm. Yeah. Because I was able to achieve what I've what I've always wanted. You know, yeah. it's like I've wanted them to know that I'm with Roy, and I have this special person in my life. And now that they know that, I feel like that is good for me right now i yeah. mean do i wish we had a conversation yes am i hoping the conversation comes someday if they have any questions you know i feel like if they have any questions i would be in a good position to answer them like i really want to ask answer whatever questions they have but i also don't want to create questions for them if they don't have any yeah you know because in my mind i'm thinking oh you should be asking me blah 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 but mm-hmm. it's like well, what if they don't? What if they well, I don't? Well, I hope that you you still have that conversation. Because to be honest, it kind of still upsets me when I think about it. Um, and I understand why you, why you did what you did. But um, it was... Uh, I felt like I have stopped accommodating for others a long time ago like that's a chapter i've closed in my book and it was weird to have to sort of in a way enter that space again where even though we were introducing ourselves to each other that we were still holding something back because we didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable which kind of irked me i just feel like it'd be unfair to not bring that up (laughs) that's a good point that you raised (laughs) and it's not i mean i had a great time with them they were super nice to me everything was good but yeah there's still like 10 percent of me that was still like "Mm, we didn't really do what we said we were gonna do and is that because we got scared so now in your after they've gone back to uganda and i'm sure you've had you've talked with them on the phone Mm -hmm. has it come up at all no and i don't think it will and that was kind of part of the reason i feel a little upset because it was like that was the chance and 
it's kind of gone, at least for now. But now, at least I have them when, you know, they used to be able to call and like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you? And I used to be like, oh, I'm home by myself. But now when they call, they're like, how is Roy? Is Roy doing okay? What are you guys doing? It has become, it's gone from what are you doing to what are you, yeah. you know, what are you guys doing? So now it's like, to me, I feel like they know about him. They ask about him. Like, I don't have to, like, hide him and, like, lie to them. Because yeah. it's like, even if I'm not really, like, talking about, hey, I'm gay with Roy, I also know they know that I'm with this person. And, like, they, you know, text message and say, oh, when they say bye, it's like, say hi to Roy for me. Or, you know, what did Roy do today? And then my mom actually kept saying, he's very clean. Because that one time, like, Roy cleaned after, after dinner, like, Roy walk out like actually not after dinner. He does that. Always. I was entertaining after dinner. Damn he cleans up after dinner. But Roy got up one morning and like this is something my mom told me on the phone after she had gone back to Uganda. Like Roy got up and like he put the dishes away in the dishwasher and like wiped the sink and made coffee and then went to work. And like she saw that and she's like, "He's very clean." And I was like, "Yeah, the one time he does that." <laughs> With the mother. Hello. <laughs> you know so. And, and, to me, I feel like that is them acknowledging that we have a partnership and I'm with someone who is, like, doing all these things and, like, you know, takes care of me. And, like, they, it was, like, an approval, you know. It was an approval, way. and I guess it's baby steps, but I just felt like we were offering up a sanitized version for them. So now I have to ask the both of you a question. Um, right now, after this experience, Drake, do mm-hmm. you feel like you're freer to be your true authentic oh god hell yes i well i'm like yes let's just get down to the nitty-gritty i know you still wouldn't kiss me in front of them yes but that's not what he means like he means like as a person like moving forward yes because okay so I've always wanted to, like, cut cut my hair and, like, get it all, like, blonde. But I was afraid because my parents would be like, why are you trying to be a woman? Or why are you trying to do this? And it's, like, a conversation I didn't want to have. But now I'm like, I can cut my hair and do all sorts of things to it. Mm-hmm. I can... Like, I mean, because do... they saw so many people... Right. ...who live their lives, like, doing whatever they yeah. wanted. So it's not like... I, I think it was a lot of fears. And I think this ties back to uh, being gay, too. It's like they're just worried that we're like so different or mm-hmm. they're worried about how we're going to exist in society. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we have our cut our hair weird and it's like, well, that's not a problem because that's what everyone is doing here. So like you do fit in. Yeah. You know, you're not like some fringe society person. Yeah. But I mean, to get back to uh, Ronnie's question. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Ronnie, I feel a lot for you. Like, you know, again, like I was saying, like, when I'm on the phone, I don't have to hide, you know, because I, I, I don't have to pretend to be something else to them because, you know, everything that I usually do was me thinking, like, what if I did this and I put it on social media or, like, someone sent a snap to them, then they will, like, be upset that I didn't tell them I was doing something, right? But now yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to do something, you know, since they have, like, they've been to my work, they've been with my friends, they've been in my home, um, nothing is going to surprise them nothing's going to scare them and if like they have a question they can easily just come to me or like if they hear like because the first time like i had a nose ring like i put it on my instagram like someone was like oh my god look but your child has a nose ring and like my mom called me very upset like oh my god you have a nose ring how do you do that you know and now it's like 
now that she has seen that all these things are happening in my life, like nothing's going to scare her, nothing's going to surprise her. So like that gives me the freedom to be, you know, more of myself and not to ever worry or care that something I'm going to do is going to like scare her in any kind of way. Well, she still asked to you to put your nose ring up in your nose. Yeah, she it was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm okay with everything you're going to do. Just like put your nose ring away for me, please. Uh, they, they said he looked like one of those oxes. <laughs> so those days, those days, I put it, I put it in my nose. There's a few days, like I would wake up in the because I used to like still leave it in in my nose, but like hide it. Yeah. Um, like because I have like a septum piercing. If you guys don't know what it, it looks like, um, so I could hide it and put it inside my nose. But like sometimes it used to be like inconveniencing and itchy, and I would just take it out and like put it back. But, like, when she asked me, she sent me a voice note. She didn't talk to me directly. She sent me a message. Early in the morning at 7 a.m., we were in the same house. And she's like, I would appreciate it if you please put your nose ring away. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if you're asking of this, I will do it. This is the one thing you get to ask and for me to do, which I barely did also. But, uh, you know. That's, that's the reason why I ask this question because there is such little subliminal messages from a message like that mm-hmm. where you would have a bigger opportunity if you actually acknowledged and had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Freedom, which I feel like uh, Roy was trying to say, there's still a little bit of holding back mm-hmm. because you haven't actually addressed or talked deeply yeah like you know like when she brought up the nose ring that's like okay so i have thought about all these things and there are things i'm dealing with and but then you know you can tell that okay there's this thing i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to interpret it i'm trying to make peace with it or understand you but i'm not yet there Uh so the fact that she's not yet there with something like that, there might be a chance that her sending you that message is also going to make you feel like you're not yet there with her. You're Mm -hmm. not fully or a hundred percent, you know, free or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I, I guess that's why I understand where Roy says that, Hey, it's actually important to actually, talk and address the elephant in the room um so i you know i think you know just as a family we're not very direct people in your time yeah Yeah. and and that's the thing it's like i feel like we're not very so i also forgot to mention that so when we were in minnesota visiting with my sister and a few of our friends I hadn't, like, comp- like I mean, she knew that we were together, but I hadn't, like, completely told her that I was out with Roy, or I was, like, truly dating Roy or whatever. And then one of my friends, one of our friends, you know, we were, after having a phone call with Roy, they were like, oh, my God, your baby says he misses you so much. So this is me and my sister sitting there, like, all everyone, like, comes, and there's, like, four or five other girls. And one of them is like, I just talked to Roy, your baby said he misses you so much. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you two are so cute, so adorable. You're, like, the best couple. You're very car dependent. And it's, like, this is just talking about how awesome Roy is. And my sister's just, like, sitting there with, like, okay. So, 
<laughs> yeah. You know, so, and, you know, we didn't talk about it and I didn't stop them because I was like, you know, a part of me kind of like knew that something like that was going to happen. And I, I, did you not stop them because you liked that you weren't having to do it yourself? Yes. You yes. Dirty dog. Yes. A part of me was like, I was grateful it was happening because then I didn't have to like handle it myself. Yeah. That's why you were. Um, but I knew there was something going to happen. So we sit in the car, you know, driving back to the house. Um, and because this was like the last day that I was with my sister, so we're driving back to the house, and she's just like having this conversation of like how you know people have been put down for being different so many times, and she wasn't like it didn't sound like she was addressing it to me. It was just like in general where she's like, I've seen so many people, I've had so many friends who don't like get to be their themselves and like reach their potential because they're afraid of how they're going to be judged or how they're going to be looked at and it's like really sad that the you know society does not give you that um open space where you can be whoever you want to be and she was like just trying to like empower me in the sense of like to me kind of felt like we were having the conversation of her saying do you do whatever you want because i've seen people who don't get to do that and i'm happy for you that you're doing this and it was like very indirect but I knew it was kind of towards me where this she was. This is a family very of innuendos. Yes. Not innuendos, that's the wrong word. Uh, double speak, double meaning, where they mean one thing, but they're just saying it in a different way. So, saying that, I know that my mom's going to have questions, but she's not going to ask me. She's going to ask my sister. She's going to ask my brother. Of course. These are the two people who absolutely know who I am now that will be able to help her process. Yeah. So even if she doesn't come directly to me, and I know she's gonna come to me when she's like absolutely ready eventually, Mm. but like she's she has like these other two people to talk to now and ask questions, and like you know they truly just have to show her that he's doing really fine, like he's doing good, and like he has a good home and like a job where everyone absolutely like enjoys having him over there, and like I'm building all these things, and like I have a vision, and it's like. As a parent, I feel like that's all you need from your kids. So even if she's trying to process all these other things in the background, like I feel like she doesn't really have to ask a lot of questions because she feels like I'm attaining what she had hoped for me. Yeah. And how about dad? Oh, yeah. So my father, (laughs) my father, the only conversation we had was, Drake, when are you graduating? And I was like, I have moved on from that. And he was like, well, you need to graduate. And I was like, I know. But also, I am in a whole different mind space. I'm doing something totally different. And having a conversation... Okay, so my father's conversations were never very serious. Um, Because we don't... Like I said, you know, in the first episode where we don't have the relationship where we talk about our feelings. It's always been like, are you going to be fine? Are you okay? Do you need money for that? And... (laughs) And that's basically the conversation that we were having this time where he was like, you know, he, he, he's always been afraid that I wasn't having a good life in America because, you know, like as a parent of a person traveling across the world, like they don't know if I'm sleeping on the street or if I'm eating or if I'm like living in a shack or whatever, they don't know. So for him, he actually did tell me that he was very afraid to, 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 to come because it was like, I don't know what I'm going to walk into. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I basically just bribed him and bowed him off with like me constantly trying to like buy all their food and their dinners. And I'm like, order whatever you want, because it was me trying to prove to him that I'm actually doing fine. 
Yeah. You know? And uh, after, like, three days of notice, because there's a time where he was like, where are you spending all this money? Like, you're probably not going to have any. And I was like, well, I budgeted for this trip. Like, it's okay. Like, whatever you want. Like, it doesn't matter. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and, like, after, like, the fourth day, he was like, oh, actually, I've, you know, my mind's changed about you. I was thinking that you're not doing fine, but, like, now I'm able to see that you're doing fine and you're handling yourself fine. And he was impressed by how I interacted with everyone because those times when I had to, like, order for them and speak for them and, like, you know, my accent and the English is, you know, drastically changed since moving and I talk a lot faster. Yeah. And he, he comes telling me, like, how he was amazed that I could speak just as fast and, like, be able to hold a conversation which I'm like, yeah, that's what I do every day. But also, he was impressed that I could drive. You know? He was like, I didn't think you could drive in America. Because he was like, yeah, before I came to America, I thought there was no rules. And everyone just drove like a maniac. Because, you know, on the movies, everyone's just running away from the police. And he thinks that's how you drive on the roads. Um, and when I left Uganda, I wasn't driving. So, you know, we were, we drove to Chicago, which is a six hour drive. And he was like, I am super impressed that you could drive. (laughs) So it was like small things like that, that basically he only cared about me being comfortable and fine. Yeah. That he didn't have the space to ask me of, you know, about my personal relationships. Like, I mean, most um, dads don't really get into that. A conversation anyway, yeah. Yeah. As long yeah. as they like, you're fine, you're doing good, you're okay, you know, you're mm-hmm. stable mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. But let's go on. Another <laughs> <laughs> different scenario thing. Do you want to, do you want to? No, talk? let's not unwrap that. Should we unwrap this? Please. Somebody stopped cooler. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's very interesting. That's so interesting, but you know, like uh, my whole um, view on this is that I am. Um, it's sad that you didn't tell them, but I'm glad you took many steps because you know it's not like you have been living with these people for or, you know you haven't lived with these people in a while. They're totally different people. Yes, you've been talking to them for six years, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. different people, and when they came to you you know like how they le- how you left them mm-hmm. how you felt again mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying so probably you didn't want to lose that mm-hmm. but um yes this window closed and it's not the worst thing in the world and i believe you know like it's gonna open again yeah yeah i mean i feel like i said it we set ourselves up to uh, open space where we can actually have a discussion and a conversation the next time. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to see how we re- how they relate to us as a couple when we're in Uganda. Yeah, know? because if their main if their main concern was like they seem really um, concerned with how others think about them and perceive them, but they also knew that they were in America with yeah. strangers who didn't yeah. care about them at all. But what are they going to think about us when we like go to church in Kampala and their family friends are looking at Drake and I like wondering what is our relationship? You know what I mean? Like it will be That's different. A different experience. That's the whole. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, are they going to be as kind? Or are they going to be like, Drake, you take out that nose ring and you change your clothes and you cut your hair and no. don't stand by that boy. <laughs> but but all those things will be done from a point of we want to protect you. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what you got to remember. Like, if you do get that opportunity or to go to Uganda together, mm -hmm. there will be friction. And there, but it, and even from them, yeah, between you and your family and friends, but it will be mostly because you know, we, we don't want you to get hurt, to get hurt or to suffer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So right now in the space of America, they know that you're in a safe space and you can be yourself without worrying. Mm -hmm. It will be a completely different experience. But if you do get an opportunity again, I think next time around, it will be a good time to have that conversation because now you've kind of done you've laid the foundation uh -huh. so they're 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 internalizing the uh -huh. information marinating in their brains they're in they're they're acknowledging right yeah so the next time it won't be so much of a shocker it won't be so much of a of a big deal because they've already seen you in your space with roy and it's like oh this this right yeah mm -hmm. yeah but if the opportunity presents itself i think it's important and you don't mm -hmm. have to i'm not saying i know the right way but if the <laughs> presents itself when i win yeah if it's like the right time the right yeah. space you know and, yeah yeah i mean because that's that's kind of basically what i learned from this entire experience of the trip is going in i had all these expectations and all these things that i wanted to do and then you know it wasn't the it, then the moment never arose to be where it's like okay it's i'm ready yeah and you know um Deep because down, i have a strong feeling your mom is prepping herself to ask the question yeah she's good she's she will yeah. um and 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 I think I think there's a part of me that she asked everyone around me because there was times when we had all these like family friends around us you know all these parties or whatever and a part of me feels like she asked one of them or some you know um and I feel because like, all of them knew about Roy every single person that we met they're the only ones who did it and and whoever she must have asked must have been like yeah they're fine that's it is it is what it is and like it's not a big deal because, you know, one of our closest uh, friends who also live in Minneapolis, uh, Mary, um, she is like a really, really good friend of my mom's. And like, that's something they must have talked about. But also Mary is in Uganda right now. Um, so they are definitely going to talk about it. And she's going to call me up and tell me. Um, but uh, so they will talk in whatever they will come up with like i feel like she needs to like create some questions on her own and you know she will ask me eventually and if not like mary will tell me and tell me you know what she thinks and then we could be able to figure it out moving forward but um, do you and mary have a relationship where you yes okay cool so yes oh yeah mary is like best friend of boy yeah <laughs> yeah she Mary, would tell you. Mary would be like, "This is not my place." Deep down in her mind. Oh uh, no! So she, she, she. So Mary is like kind of like, you know, a very close like mother figure. Well, she bridges me. the gap. Yes. because she, she's a full fledged American, basically. And basically, what I mean by that is like she, 
is down with like gay people you know what i mean she's like oh she doesn't care but then she also is family friends with drake's mom and can operate in both spaces yeah you know and then she she exists in both spaces still so it's like and she's an adult she's like she's an adult where it's like my mom would respect whatever she has to say yeah she's not a youngin like us which is the same thing with the gentleman you know with george whose house they were staying at he's like an adult like his my mom's age and also like knows about roy so like these all yes he's ugandan okay so Um, they had this conversation in the back yeah how come they get to have these conversations i don't know and then there's also this other gentleman um his name uh who 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 lives in aston yeah Drake, I do not think it is as easy to break such news. You're like, yeah. how is this person going to react? No, yeah. I think they have because parents, mm-hmm. when parents come into like your space, like this mm-hmm. situation, they want to know because they they know that you're going to put on a show for them, mm-hmm. and so they want to know that you're actually fine, and so yeah. they will they will reach out to the proxy who is George and Mary. Mm-hmm. have a a side conversation like how is my son really doing doing right <laughs> yeah. let's stop eating unicorns okay and that <laughs> but i know every african parent is nosy every african parent is nosy is nosy enough it be you to be like are some because if it come from someone else drake and roy would have known that their mother was told something no, it's not. No, no, no. They're gonna talk. They're having the discussion of like, what do you actually think? No. Yeah, like, is he okay? Yes. I believe, is he happy? I believe these yes. assumptions to for us to sleep better at night. It's not really because mm-hmm. I will give. I speak from personal experience because mm-hmm. my aunt is here, mm-hmm. and she's like my mom's proxy. <laughs> Because she's your mom's sister. Yeah. And so, like, when my mom, when I took, I used to have conversations with my mom, mm-hmm. but then I knew that they were having conversations, and my mom would be like, Mm-mm. How is he? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Is everything good? Like, what is he, you know, what time did he come home last night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there were like other conversations because African mothers, they're not going to just let you. I mean, they will. They might let you do your thing, but they have a backup plan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. From this other source. Exactly. Is is that your son walking around? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Howie. But yeah, it's Howie. Sorry, we've been trying to keep it to a minimum, but you you should not get too comfortable in believing that someone else told them because. You need to. No, no. I, I, I think you're gonna. Talk. I know. Yes, I know. Like what, what I'm trying to say is that you need to prep yourself to actually, you know. Oh, oh yeah. No, I'm so I'm I'm thinking that when they have that conversation with Mary, whatever conversation they may have, it's going to put her in a position where she can actually ask. It's going to find questions where she needs to like whatever she needs to know, because you know Mary will probably be like, yeah, you talk to him, you ask him, and once you know someone else convinces her to because i feel like she wants to ask right now but she probably needs to run it through someone you know like when you have to like mm-hmm. kind of like run lines through someone to see how it's gonna sound and like i feel like she's gonna want to share that with someone before she truly asks me and like there's all these people who she respects because you know they're older just to the same age you know 
and she feels like she can trust their word or their guidance or their wisdom. And I feel like she's going to reach out to them before she kind of completely comes back to me and asks me. So, um, you know, again, I'm trying to create the space where if she's comfortable to ask, I will answer. But, you know, I, I personally feel comfortable where everything is right now because at the end of the day, I just wanted them to get to know the person I'm with. I'm with. Yeah. And now that they do, I feel like I can just move forward. Yeah. That's good. That is... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you guys had this trip and all these beautiful moments with family. And the mm-hmm. guys... you, you forgot to tell us about the, the plane ride. <laughs> what happened in the... Yeah. What plane ride? Their plane ride? My plane ride? His yeah. brother is a pilot. A pilot, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my brother graduated with his aviation degree. And he... Um, so the day after his graduation, he um, took out everyone on like a 20-minute plane ride. Yeah. Um, and they were freaking out because, you know, the last time they actually had like really interacted with them was like my brother was in high school and he was this like little crazy child who just made noise and like didn't care about anything. And so when he was like, yeah, get in the plane. I'm the one flying you around. They were like, this is not happening. <laughs> so they were <laughs> terrified. I'm stepping in this plane with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So at first, with the first people who went, actually just leading up to who was going to get in the plane, everyone was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then my mom was like, well, I paid for this. I'm getting on the plane. <laughs> and then, like, so my father and my dad got on the plane fast. And apparently, when they got up there, I don't know how many miles away, my father started freaking out. And he was like, take me back right now. <laughs> and then when they got off the plane, like, my mom was just laughing at him because he had, like, shown that he was okay. But then when they got up there, he was like, freaking out um and then they took my sister to um anyway that was like a life-changing moment for all of them because my sister was like i just remember davis being a very problematic child and (laughs) one who didn't listen and like i'm sitting in his plane right now and like they were just like impressed because he has to like do all these like little checks and like double check everything and like write everything get down and he was like doing all this like little serious face like you know he was a, you have to do all this math of like weight and logistics like, yeah latitude longitude yeah i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> it was all this, i certainly just don't know. watching him work was the most impressive thing yeah, i've ever cool. seen in my entire life mm-hmm. it was like honestly like amazing and of course you know my parents will tell this story till i don't know they does yeah sure because it's like yeah, my my son was flying me in a little plane, and I hope how many people can say that? Send pictures. What? I hope you sent them the videos and pictures. Yes, uh, we took a lot of videos and a lot of pictures, and they yes, we did. Um, they got they got some. So they gotta show that um, to everybody and be like, Oh yeah, my son was flying me. In oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
you know so and I, oh, that was an incredible experience that was a very incredible experience yeah I, i'm glad let davis have this moment yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. i believe you know it wouldn't have turned out as um the way it would have had yeah all epic you know coming out happened at the airport like we ha- we had thought it would happen yeah yeah you know but yeah so you know it would have been i don't know i mean this... sorry to be so anticlimactic <laughs> yeah it would have been it would have been overwhelming i mean there was a lot going on um yeah. but uh I mean, I've been checking in with everyone since their visit. My brother is planning on coming back in about three months. Really? Yeah, he's like, I'm coming. I'm I'm gonna go pack up my house and like try to come back for another, you know, a little bit. Um, Dude, I mean, yeah. So, world, explore the world, come back to America, and ex- exactly. I, yeah, me and waiting for him in DC. Right, <laughs> and then. Um, my mom is, you know, she's like, I, I got to come back and see the snow, you know, so I need to see a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, my sister is like, I need to come back before my visa expires and I want to bring my kids with me for a little bit, a little. I mean, we this was our first family vacation ever. So it's something that we definitely want to do again. There was like no drama. There was a little drama, but not that much. Um, <laughs> um but it was it was a great time. It was it was the most incredible thing I've done in my last you know twenty eight years of my life. Oh. It's like a month I'm gonna always remember. Yeah. Um, yes. That's great. That's beautiful. And I'm glad you shared it with Roy. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, boys. It has been such a great pleasure as always. Okay. <laughs> For you to, to, to see Boston and our buildings. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. We're coming to Boston. We're coming. We're going to see that architecture. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll just be in studio all together. Yes. We should do an episode signing where, you know, you know like, right? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. But when are you guys coming? Like, this year? <laughs> In the fall. Um, August or September? No, we're going to Chicago in August. In the fall. In the fall. When, when all the the leaves that's the most beautiful time true yeah to be in coastal new england yes yes that's cool that's cool. Let's plan the fall the fall would be great sure we're coming back to austin for summer oh okay. you do not want to do that it's so hot do it yes. also yes oh. do it. we just walk around with no clothes that's yes. it <laughs> i literally hate clothes yeah <laughs> Okay, yeah, just come right now. It's <laughs> raining, like it's June and it's raining over here, and the weather, it, it feels like but, you know, last weeks of winter. It's so yeah. cold. You know, we have our heat on in our houses, drink. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. No, we don't. It's like 80, 80, 88 degrees right now in Austin. Yes. Why? Because it's so cold. <laughs> Well, it's going to be 90 tomorrow, so, you know. Yo. Yeah, this was um, this was amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you very much. Of course. You're welcome, boys. Thank you for helping us tell it. Yeah. yeah. Regards from Kathy. Oh, we miss you, Kathy. Yeah, where the hell is Kathy? Girl, okay. let me tell you. <laughs> um, 
if you know if anyone wants to kind of reach out and let's just kind of have a chat and ask yes. more questions uh, more than happy to hit us up have some answers and if anyone was inspired by whatever we did or has you know struggling the same way i mean this is something that's been bothering me for a while but i keep i feel comfortable um being able to share that and like having some kind of like you know really using a chance to be present and show myself to my parents so i feel like if there's anyone struggling with this i mean there's ways to work around you know to find out and it's just you want to help people Drake. <laughs> i'm not trying to help people i'm just trying to say that if you're questioning whether you should or should not tell or like share a little bit of yourself with your parents it is definitely life-changing and even if you don't do it fully and share part of yourself it's still so much better than nothing yeah. and you should go for it so we and, have to wait for yeah in other news huh? <laughs> what we, we shall we, wait for a part three part three right <laughs> okay you boys have a good rest of your day right keep mm-hmm. us out in family as you're in touch with them okay, okay. we'll do Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, listeners. All right. To our listeners, have a great night. And thank you for tuning in. Good night. Good night. Depending on which part of the world you're listening from, we appreciate you and we thank you for tuning in. And hugs to my very special friend, Howie. Oh. (laughs) Hugs to Howie. Hugs to Howie. All right. (laughs)